0: Assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims, as well as recited regularly in congregation. So, what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences, and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs, and in his unique and intimate manner
1: makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. Okay. <coughs> before I explain these verses, just I'd like to, you know, maybe make more clear what I discussed before, and because, you know, it is not very clear for some people, maybe. <coughs> you know what I mean is uh, sometimes, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this world in a way that people do right actions. And to have right actions, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also created those things which can help people to have right actions, to move them. Allah does not need. So, for example, you know, the mothers, you know, the mothers have to take care of the children. But you know, it is not easy. So, what Allah has done, Allah has put a love uh, and a mercy in the heart of the mothers. So they are obliged to do look after the children, you know they can't live without that. Similarly if we see a poor person dying because he has no food, so I f- we feel a mercy and that feeling and this feeling may- makes us to help the person and to feed him. So you can say in fi'al are like feeling and fail is the actual, actual action. So feelings always help. Allah does not need feeling. That way Allah Allah Allah's mercy is only fi'al. When we say Allah is Rahman meaning that he has a, any feeling, he, he does exactly what, what uh, uh, someone who is merciful to do. So he helps people out, uh, looks after them. So he is Rahman in that matter. But we human beings, we have weakness. We have infial, feelings and then we do actions. But feeling themse- feelings themselves are not important. They are only to help you to do actions. And infa'al is not important. What is important is so afa'al. If you see a, a poor person dying out of the hunger, you know, you feel, you get feeling and then you help him. But if you have no feeling and you help the person properly, what is required, you get full reward. Feeling only is to make you to help. Actually, if you have no feeling and you still force yourself because Allah commands you to do, maybe you get more reward. Because very often we do things only for our feelings, not necessarily for Allah and his messenger. Some people think the feeling itself is a big thing. When they feel some some pain of someone and they have this feeling, but after that, that feeling does not make you to do anything, that's not praiseworthy. But some people think that that itself is a big thing. The people come to the class, they attend the sermons, and they get some feelings. They are moved. So they think this moving of the heart itself is important. It is only important if it can make you to do right things, to understand this. actually, that's why I'm trying to say, you know, Islam wants you to have afaal, the actions, not in faal, not the feeling. Islam wants to have maqam, you know, proper doing things, not hal, not the mood some people take the mood as a religion the mood and feelings they are not the religion To many many circles that you can see around they only create a mood when you are there you, you have a mood and a feeling so you think you become more pious it's not a piety it is just a mood mood will go your party will go like in you know, a poetry if somebody you know reads nice poetry the people can be moved but you know poets cannot make people pious but Quranic way is not to create a mood or create feeling, Quranic way is to create actions The people listen to the Quran, they obey the Quran and they become pious and they are coming here anyway, always keep in mind, this is really a very helpful thing always understand that Islam is afa'al not infa'al Islam is maqam not the hal and many people they give you hal not the maqam that's not Islamic, many people give you infa'al feeling but they don't make you to do actions that's not what Islam is like Ibrahim al-Islam Allah commands him to slaughter his son he does you know it is not what he feels it actually actions is important so when Allah commands you to wake up for the Fajr prayer that is important it's not that you move your heart is you moved and this and that if that can help that's fine if does not help it is not necessary what necessary is you do this properly that way Quran keeps saying you know, obey Allah and his messenger In is just translation is feeling. Yeah, the feeling. And, feel, and is and action. Fial is action. Yeah. hal is, Haal is mood. Like, and maqam maqam is. is... you know your firmness on, on, on the right path. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the prayer okay, and writing. fasting. Yeah. yeah, you can write. Like istiqam. Yeah. So that, because, you know, I'm using this because these are terms of the Sufi people. So very often they use but they don't understand the meaning. So they always remain in the Ha'al. Why actually real Sufi people, they never pray the Ha'al. But Sufi in our time, the only thing that teaches people hard. And hard is not Islam. What Islam actually is maqam, not the hal, That you become a, have a mood. In fial is not important. What is important actually is the fial, the actions. That you know, because you know people are now they think, you know, I'm happy. So, you know, your being happy or not being happy is not important. What is important is how much you listen to your Lord, how much you obey him, you know, how much you pray, how much you give in charity, you know, how pious you are, how righteous you are, that's what matters. It doesn't matter whether you are happy or not. You know, if a child, you know, keeps saying to his uh, mother, I am happy, I am happy, and does not do anything else, eh? nobody to accept. If somebody keeps saying, I am successful, I am successful, and you know, he does not do anything, that does not give any success. eh? It's not what you say, it is really what you do. So religion is basically doing actions, not actually feeling, not claiming, not utterance of the word, more than that actions. I mean, inshallah, some of this I will explain later on. So the Qur'an says, وَنَفْسُ of And a soul, and how Allah formed the soul, and how he's made it. You know, we don't know, it's so complicated, so, you know, inside really, how people's inside works. How you think, how you understand, and how you move yourself to do something. And this is so complicated. And then the Qur'an says, Then Allah put in the soul, you know, the knowledge of what is good and what is bad. the soul is no doubt, the nafs it really has got a belief in Allah and Hanifiya properly and it also knows what is good for it and what is bad for it and from very beginning you can see even the child children they 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 have this thing you know why is it when the you know when the child is crying and if you give the breast of the mother milk he becomes happy please what why like that who taught him from very beginning the first day the child start doing this thing it knows what is good for it, what is bad for it. Any harmful things make him cry. So similarly in this world, what is good for the people, you know, they feel that, they know this thing. And what is bad for them, they have got the knowledge. So that initial, that word is called fitrah. So Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, has made this thing properly in the people. Now this thing that he has, you know, our, the word in our, used in Arabic language is al- al- ilham. Ilham basically meaning teaching someone from hidden way, from where you cannot see so the way Allah has put in the heart is something like for example if if I teach you everybody can see that you know I'm a teacher you're a student and I'm using certain textbook it is teaching everybody knows Allah is teaching it directly without the help of anything like that that ilham that ilham comes to all the creations that's also in higher level so ilham Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has you know Taught everybody that what is good for them, what is bad for them. Now, one thing actually is this ilham, this teaching people what is good for them, what is bad for them, it is part of the rububiya of Allah. He is the Rabbah, He takes care of you, He teaches you what is good for you, what is bad for you. So you go for the good and you leave the what is bad for you. Similarly, Allah, the revelation of the Quran, is part of the you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quran, it is part of rububi because He wants to give you something. So this order will be here. Yeah. But one thing you just keep in mind when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching you what is good for you, what is bad for you. Why is teaching that? Just think properly. Why Allah teaches people what is good for them, what is bad for them? The reason is it must be that you know if they do what is good for them, they will be rewarded good. And if they do what is bad for them, they will have punishment. Otherwise, if the good and bad both are the same, so what is the purpose of teaching? This teaching, good or bad, actually implies there must be jaza. There must be a day of reward, there must have a day of Qiyamah. So I'm trying to say actually these signs, they, imp- they have all these arguments properly. of Allah, with rahmah and, uh, and justice, then aluhiyya, and then you know, resala, and then jaza. These are the main fundamental, key things in the Quran. The so first thing is understand Allah is your Rabb. He has so much mercy upon you. He commands you of justice. Once you have known this thing, the second thing becomes obligatory is you must follow his system, his order. And once you become obligatory, then you must learn actually what, is, what his command is and that you get through the messenger, through the salah. And you also know that the reason he has commanded you to good and bad, avoid bad, because he wants to reward you. So jaza is there. Otherwise, there's no reason why he teaches you good and bad. If the good and bad both are the same, why is teaching? Why teaches the soul that this is good for you, this is bad for you? What good and bad? If there is no reward, no punishment, no day hereafter, nothing happening in this world, not hereafter, why is teaching these things? So teaching good and bad actually implies very clearly that there must be reward. The people who learn the good things and they follow his command in good, to become good, they will have good reward. And the people who don't follow his command, they disobey him and they become bad, they will have punishment. That's so simple. So that actually Qur'an wants to make very clear and that's why in next verse is very clear, corrected. So it is really very important for that the people have this ilham, this ilham, initial knowledge as fitrah. Fitra is there and fitrah has got proper knowledge of the good and what is bad and that you can see really in every single thing. When people do good things, they want it to be known. When they do bad things, they want to hide it. So this from their nature, every single time you can see really people do this thing. And then after this, fitra is developed by people's other faculties. By you know seeing, by hearing, you get more knowledge. Then people use their reasoning, then get more knowledge. And then after the revelation comes, it helps people more and more. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not punish people unless they, he has got uh, you know, the full things uh, properly. Fitra, faculties of hearing, listening, senses, reasoning, and the revelation. The Quran says, we don't punish people until we send a messenger. There's no punishment until a messenger comes. The messenger comes, he supports what you have got already. So think really how much he cares for you. He teaches a good way, then he makes your body in a way that you can do good things. You know, he made your eye or this, the Quran says, Allah made your body in a way that you can do good things, you can know things. And then reasoning and then after that revelation then what becomes obligatory obligatory because that you know whenever your soul which has got option of both being good and being bad whenever your soul gets anything that's bad it becomes obligatory upon you to clean it to purify it whenever your soul does anything which is bad dirty you must clean it that becomes obligatory that's why quran is you know we have given you both knowledge Sources has come to you, guidance has come to you. Now in this world, you, know, you will do good things and also you will do bad things. When you do bad things, don't remain seated. You have to move. You have to clean yourself. You have to purify your heart. And what can help you this purification is two important aspects. That is the salah and zakah and sadaqat. So now the Quran says, "Qad aflaha man wa qad man Those people. Who purify the soul, they are successful. It becomes obligatory. You know the good and bad. When bad comes, your soul becomes dirty. Now it is obligatory for you to clean your soul and to purify it. When you purify, then after that you become successful. And those who corrupt the soul, they become failure. They are, fa- they are people who are, they have failed. So Allah made both things properly cleaning the soul purifying the soul successful way and people who don't purify don't clean they corrupt the soul they are unsuccessful they have failed both paths have been made very very clear in the Quran this is where, where we have to you know uh, uh, reflect a little, little bit first thing actually is uh, what Tazkiyah means what purifying means as I mentioned earlier, really, purifying means uh, that you, you become so clean that you become able to be in the neighborhood of Allah and being paradise in paradise meaning is that you are now neighbor of Allah and dirty people the neighbor can be neighbors of Allah that's what you need Tazkiyah and Tazkiyah is the purpose of all the religion and all the revelation Ibrahim when he made dua Allah among him a messenger so he said the new messenger he does taskiyah and the quran mentioned that this, this messenger will do taskiyah to taskiyah kept coming in the quran also musa al-islam when he asked Firaun, the quran said he asked musa to purify then quran has said in surah Allah, those who purify themselves they are successful and quran has made you in surah al-baqarah and every surah very clear what are the basic foundations of Tazkia. The best, the most important one, one is the prayer that way i can say in Surah Al-Baqarah when Allah is teaching Tazqiyah it says, Ya Ayyuhu amanu, azhin Ista'inu, Bis Sabri was Salah, Salah is there. When Musa Al-Islam comes to his people, he uh, makes them very clearly that you know, Aqimu establish the prayer, wassabiru, he makes clear. And then in this Surah, Surah Al-A'la, Qur'an says, Qad aflaha man tazakka wadha rabbihi fasalla. So this is the most important thing for Tazkiyah is to do five times the prayer when Allah becomes in your heart. Because when purity comes, then impurity goes, heart becomes, there is nothing no, nothing more helping for purification of the soul than the prayer. That is why you can see for the prayer Allah has made Udu, Udu and Tahara and Ghusl. If you pay Zakat, you don't need to have Udu and Tahara. If you fast month of Ramadan, for the fasting you don't need any Udu and any Ghusl. You know, for the Hajj, you don't need to have any wudu and ghusl. But for the prayer, you need to have tahara, purification. So your outer body is like pure, and then in the prayer is going to make from inside very clean and pure. So the most important action of the, of the Tazkiyah is the prayer. And then second thing is zakat, in the money, in the charity, spending money in the path of Allah And the second part actually is more emphasized in the following surah and surah Al-Layl. And then Quran comes in the surah al again to the prayer and when you says wa ila Rabbika So the prayer is the most important thing for, for, for the cleaning of the soul and for the tazkiyah. This actually makes very clear that the religion has got a purpose, ending. And the purpose is to purify you, to clean you. Now think really if you have a religion with no purification that never can be religion of Allah You know, one thing for example is we Muslims in our time and everywhere else we are so much fighting for identity. Isn't it? You know, we are not working for, for purification. We have made certain symbols in the religion and we are fighting for that. For example, if any country in this world they buy a head scarf for the women, then it becomes the matter of the dignity for the Muslims, honor of uh, uh, the Muslims, they fight, they protest. It could be the same Muslims in their houses, they allow TV and TV actually bring all the corruption in the houses. They don't have any problem with having TV in their houses. They don't have any problem for their children to use internet, you know, uh, in wrong way. They don't have any problem. Actually, they don't have any problem with their own, their daughters or sisters. They go to the shops without any headscarf. But if any country burns headscarf, then we become in trouble. Why? Because we have made that a symbol for our honour it's identity Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has no promise for any identity and for any symbol Allah wants from us what tazkiyah purification properly anything that can make the soul dirty we have to remove that and do tazkiyah properly Allah does not want people to make the religion identity religion not identity not actually you make a big minaret and a big symbol religion is simply not an appreciation that you make appreciation of those things. religion is worship ibadah tazkiyah purification if people don't purify their heart and they keep having all those symbols that is not going to help them Allah does not want from you to observe the symbols he wants from you what taqwa, piety, purification of the heart, cleaning the heart that must be very clear and interesting always think you know I remember the uh, one of the story of Maulat is one of the great great preachers and Sufi shak in India so somebody came to him and said to him that whenever anybody criticizes you it makes me very angry. One of his disciples said to him that whenever somebody criticizes you, it makes me very angry. The Maul said, there are people who criticize Allah and his messenger. What you have done to stop that? Have you done anything to stop that? The reason you become angry is because, you, because when people insult me, it is it, it, your insult because you're connected with me. And you are arrogant, this is your arrogance. You cannot accept people to insult you. That's the reason is, otherwise Allah is messenger. They are far better than me. And where Allah is messenger and is insulted, nothing happened to you. You always can it. Really. You know, we make identity and we fight for that. We have, we don't have the same thing for Allah is messenger. If I'm deobandi if anybody criticize the school of deoband then I stand up and fight. But it could be in, there, in this world, many, many people worship idols many people don't respect Allah SWT. we don't care there are many people who worship Isa al-Islam. we don't care but if somebody actually attacks any of my identity then i become angry Am I'm India. if somebody criticizes India I become angry but people keep criticizing Allah SWT as a messenger and we don't become angry you know the Quran said when people say Allah has got a son it is how out uh, you know how, how uh, you know uh, uh, offensive that is Quran You know, the skies and the heaven and the earth, they could split into pieces because people say Allah has God's Son. But we don't become angry. But if somebody attacks my identity, if somebody, you know, binds a head's we become angry. But in the same countries people worship Jesus Christ, we don't do anything. We don't, don't make any effort to stop that. We don't preach people. We don't stop them from from the evil. We don't have any feeling. We don't actually make effort to convey the message to them. We don't have any effort to save them from the fire of hell. But whenever any symbol of our identity is attacked, we become angry. And we think it is actually part of Islam. It is not part of Islam. It is part of your your national identity. It is actually your pride, not Islam. Islamic way is to think really, what can help me to purify my soul and soul of all the human beings. So you know, whenever people are doing shirk, that is more dangerous than head-scarf. Shirk of the people does not make any, any problem for us and everything. Our sons and our daughters don't pray, we don't care. And somebody binds head-scarf, we care. Allah SWT not can help people in, in, in that way. If the prayer does not become the most important thing for the believers, no help can come. You know, if we are not concerned about our children, our family to pray, then this thing in other countries, somebody has been binding the head scarf and you stand up for that, that's not Islamic jihad. That's not for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Understand this thing properly, religion is connected with Tazkiyah. People must make effort to purify their soul from the shirk, from the kufr, from the sins, from all those things. Don't take religion as identity. So this is one thing very important. Second thing is if actually this becomes more important than any evil that you know you have got. That should be more than just to you than other people's evil. We people always point that you know so and so has got this problem, so and so has got this problem. Look at yourself, how much problems you have got. You know, just think properly. You know, if really think that you purify yourself, the first person to purify should be you. First person should be your own family, your mother and your father, your sons and daughters, your sisters and brothers. Study your family, but it is not really. So we enjoy other peoples you know, body. this is a really test very clearly that we are not serious about Tuskeya we are not serious about purification. You know one of the you know last ruler of India Bahadur Shah Zafar you know he he was a very good person but anyway the you know the, the fall of the empire happened and he was you know the, and, and he was taken to Rangoon and he died there basically very very miserable life But he compared to many other Mughal rulers, he was far far better. And he also was a good good, uh, poet. What he says very nicely, I like this very much, he says, He says, when we were not, we did not know ourselves, when we are unaware of ourselves, then we remain looking at our people's sins and faults. Other people say. But when I looked at myself, then I realized that nobody is evil other than me. That's what Taskia means. Right? Tasqia means that your own evil becomes worse to you than anything else. Think properly that you know how much uh, how much problem I have got. You know, how much backbiting I do. When I backbite anybody, then my good my good deeds go to that person. And backbiting is so so bad to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the Quran is criticized. Always theory. Really. And also one simple thing really is. It? Collect all the bad deeds in the Quran. What is the bad thing in the Quran? Lying, backbiting, zina, in all those things. Make list. And think how many we have got. And they keep making effort to remove those things from your heart. But what we people have done, we actually don't, don't, don't consider those things as evil. We have created new evils, which if you have no, identity, no no proof in the Quran sunnah. For us, worse is somebody becomes Salafi? So, being Salafi is an evil. And why the Quran never mention anything about Salafi? Some people think if somebody is De'ubandi, that's an evil thing. Somebody think if somebody is Wahhabi, that's a problem. Some people think if somebody is Bareli, that's a problem. Why, if you look in the list of the Quran, Quran never mentions Bareli people or Dawandi people or Wahhabi people or Salafi people. Quran mentions certain evils. Those evils which are mentioned in the Quran, they are not important to us. And those which are important to us, they are never mentioned in the Quran. Then make a list of the good deeds. What Quran has made good deeds? The prayer, the fasting, the zakat, the hajj, the of Allah, and all piety, fear of Allah. And they look really what are the virtues that people teach in this world. None of them are there. Many of the things that people make effortlessly and parents teach their children, they are not mentioned in the Quran. Give priority to those good deeds which have priority in the Quran. Give priority to those bad deeds which have got priority in the Quran, then you can you know, do Tazkiyah, then you can purify yourself. But if you start the things which are not mentioned in the Quran, you know, Quran is the book of Allah, so it does not leave anything. You know, Quran is a book which never misses out any point of the guidance. Things which are worse sin, they are mentioned in the Quran. Things which are going to corrupt your heart, they are mentioned in the Quran. Things which are going to purify and clean your heart, they are mentioned in the Quran. Make the Quran as your measurement make the quran your yardstick you know always compare yourself with the quran not with the people don't think really that whether i'm wahhabi or Deobandi or Barelvi. always keep looking properly do i have any shirk do i have any kufr do i have any zulm, any wrongdoing do i have zina do i have do i have any backbiting do i lie do i hurt people do i harm people these are the evils of the quran you know think about this thing and then see what quran praises Quran always what you know believe Tawheed. Quran is you know being nice to the people, good to the people, piety, fear of Allah subhanahu wa taala, fear of Allah subhanahu wa taala. These things are the main virtues of the Quran. You know, make effort to get them. That how the scale will come. So the Quran is saying, "Qad man wa qad man Those people who purify the soul, they are successful, and those who corrupt the soul. They are unsuccessful. They are not successful people. And as I mentioned earlier, in the foundation of Tasbih are two things: the prayer and the charity. Meaning is your Allah, your obedience to your Lord, and being nice to the human being. If anybody has any need, go and help the person. These two things they are the fundamentals, the main pillars of the religion in every religion, from Ibrahim, Adam and Islam until last day. These two things always have been part of the religion. The prayer, remembrance of your Lord properly and the second thing, helping the people, Ihsan. And these are two things really mainly, you know, now in this Surah are repeated again and again. So that keep in mind, you know, kindness to the people. You know, heart like the Prophet said, al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimuna min lisaanihi wa yadihi. Muslim is the one from whose heart, from whose hand and his tongue, Muslims are safe. Now think really, if you criticize the believers, if you hurt them, if you hurt your neighbor, Are you Muslim? Think properly. And you know, first thing actually is, you know, people who live in your house, if you hurt your mother, your father, your children, your wives, your husband, are you Muslim? There are many, many people, their wives are not happy with them. There are many, many people, their husbands are not happy with them. There are many people, their parents are not happy with them. There are many people, their children don't feel easy with them. They've got such a bad character. So they're not Muslim, because the Prophet has said, the Muslim are those from whose hand and tongue, Muslims are safe. We are concerned about the whole world, read the newspaper and the net, but we don't know our own heart, our own condition. You know, you read, you know, this book actually tells you about yourself. Every single news in the world tells you about something else. The Quran actually gives you your own news. People only read those news which is outside. Quran wants to tell you the news that from your inside. Read the Quran. It wants to improve you, it wants to purify and clean you. To always think properly, whenever you hurt anybody, it really, your religion is gone. The Prophet said the Muslim is the one from whose hand and tongue Muslims are safe. If you hurt any Muslim, you are not a Muslim. And if you hurt actually anybody from your family, it is worse to always keep thinking really, that you know I live a life, my, my mother's, my you know my mother my father my children my wife my husband you know my brothers and sisters they are safe from me nobody is hurt from me by me and then also my neighbors and then people around 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 me nobody is hurt from me this actually works, effort should be made you know for every single person then allah subhanahu wa taala mercy comes and allah last people when you know when they make effort that's what taskia means you know being nice to the people and that the main thing that the quran is going to teach in, 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 in surah to learn to coming there So now because this, this surah has been revealed, you know, to pe- people of Makkah and, and the context as the measure is uh, basically that people, leaders of Quraysh, especially Abu Lahab, is very jealous of the Prophet ﷺ, and they're even making conspiracy to kill the Prophet ﷺ, and the corruption is there. So the Quran is teaching them you know, all the evidence from the, from the whole universe that how Allah SWT has created you and how he looks after you and how you your rub, your how much mercy has got upon you, the whole system of the sun and the moon and the night and the day for you and then how Allah SWT made your soul in a way that he knows good and bad, in you know, all these arguments properly. And then the Quran wants to now bring the argument from the history. You know, these are enough really for anybody sensible enough to, to, to follow the right path. And now because there are many people you know, who are not so wise, not, not, they don't have such a nice understanding, that they only can think properly when they get some examples, you know, from, from the history. You can see really, you know, so, you know sometimes, you know, we don't, don't get any lesson from anything, but if any evil person, he got punished, then we become frightened. So Allah subhanahu wants to give the example of the history now, and very near history to the people, and that history of the Samud people. Samud people, very powerful people, and Allah Wa has blessed them so much they got a huge empire a big empire then in the, in the building the palaces from the rocks and the mountains uh, in the living there as they're going to live f- forever and their Messenger Alaihi comes to them and he, he commands them he, you know, he, he calls them to the path of Allah SWT. they reject him they don't obey him and then a miracle happens and a sheikh comes from the mountain and Allah SWT commands them that this camel will drink water for one day and your animals will drink the other day don't mix this thing but they did not listen to him and one of the leaders of uh, these people his name is Qudar Ibn Salif and his title Ahmar and he mentioned in the Hadisat he and some people with him they go and they kill the she camel and then after that it was there Kum lived three days and after three days, the punishment come, came and the whole you know, population of Samud was destroyed and they finished. They became you know, part of the history, nobody knows you know, you know, where they have gone. So Allah SWT warning Abu Lahab and his people around that you people have got all the fear of Allah, you have got the power. You are now making conspiracy to kill the Prophet If you do this, your consequences will be the same as these people. Your end will be the same, thing, like Samud. If you kill the Prophet and you make a effort, you really make planning, plotting to kill him, then you will have same suffering. Same thing will happen to you, nobody can save you. So this is a clear warning to the people of Quraysh. So Quran says, People of Samud, they denied, they rejected the messenger because of their arrogance. So taqwa basically means when you exceed the limit, everybody has got limit. But there are people in this world, they don't think they have any limits. For every single person, there are limits. For them, there are no, no limits. You can see like, you know, there are many bosses in the offices. So for everybody, there rules, but they think they are above the rule. They always think they can exceed the limit. They don't think any limit about them. Many husbands, they want their wives and children in the house to behave in a certain way. But when they come, they don't think they have any rule for them. They exceed all the limit. That's tagwa. basically meaning is that you don't think there's any boundary for you. For every single person there's boundary, but for you there's no boundary. You can do whatever, you can exceed any limit, any boundary, do whatever you like, that's tagwa. This world only functions when everything makes its own boundary clearly and remains in there. All these, you know, uh, 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 things, uh, planets and, and stars in the, in the sky, they move in their own orbits they don't exceed the limit once they exceed the limit then they collide and then you know the, 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 it will be disruption and corruption in the world and you know dis, destruction will happen so allah ta'ala has made limits for everybody These, there are people who don't want to learn the limits and that will very dangerous very dangerous you know look correctly the prophet the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi the nearest person to allah ta'ala, so near to allah ta'ala. nobody can be more pious than him But he knows his limits. So clearly, he never exceeds the limits. You know, like once a uh, a slave girl, uh, she got freedom. And the rule in Islam is when a slave girl, she, she is married and she gets freedom, then after that she has a choice to keep her husband or to leave him. Because when she was married, she was forced because she had no choice. Now she has got freedom so she can keep. Her husband was Mughid. Mughith was in full love of Barira. When Barira became free, now Barira can choose her husband. She wanted to leave him and marry someone else. And Mughith was running after him in Medina, in the street, after her. All the time that, uh, re- requesting her if she can, she can keep him as a husband. So the Prophet said to the companions, don't you see that how Barira is turning away from him and how much he follows, follows her. Then the Prophet came to Barira and said to her, don't you see how much Mughith loves you? So why don't you keep him as your husband? So Barija said, Is it your command or advice? The person said, No, it is my, my advice. So then she said, No, I am not going to accept him as my husband. And the Prophet did not force her. He knows his limit. Tell me, in our time, if somebody powerful advise someone, they think it is the command. The Prophet sallam, makes very clear that this is just my advice because I feel mercy for, for Mughith, but it is not my, my command because the Prophet never can change the command of Allah. Barira after the freedom has got full freedom to keep the husband or to leave him. This freedom never can be you know, bound, taken away from the Prophet He can never can do, he knows his limits. Ayesha the Latrah has been accused you know, of this, uh, this adultery uh, in a very bad thing and then the Prophet is in her house and long thing goes on and then revelation comes from the heaven and the Prophet became very happy that O oh, Aisha, Allah has re- revealed your, your purification from the seven ha- heaven. Then uh, the mother of Aisha, she said to, the Aisha, to Aisha, go and you know, I, 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 go and, and thank the Prophet So she said, no, I'm going to thank my Lord. This, and the Prophet did not mind because he knows actually that you know, it is from Allah He has revealed. He knows the limits. You know, this thing is really very, very important to know the limits properly. Once the Prophet was in the house of Aisha Adala, and some guests came and one of his wife, the other wife, she realized that there is nothing in the house to, to feed the guest. She sent something in the plate for the guest. When the food came in the plate and Aisha Adala found out, she became jealous that the food is coming from the other house. So she came and she hit the plate. And the plate fell down, broken, and all the food was on the ground. The Prophet sallallahu like a human being, humble person, he collected all the food, he did not exceed the limit, did not become angry, did not curse Aisha, did not abuse her properly. But at the same time he said to Aisha that you have to buy a plate for compensation because this is plate up by someone else. You've broken it, now you have to you know, pay it back. That he said, but for himself he did not take revenge, not exceed the limit. All the time keeping the limit properly you know, people are high, people are celebrating, you know, people, uh, the prophets never breaks the limit. This is what plural really. That, you know, this is one of the illness of the people. When the arrogant comes, people don't think they have got boundaries. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa such a great prophet, but he never, never actually misses the boundary.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar, and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship, and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. p-d-e-e-n dot tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.